Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Hey, Bay. That's what they say in Canada. Hey, Bay. <laughs> hey, Bay. Hey, Bay. That's her, that's her Bay. It's, uh, that's Herbert. Herbert. Or a bear. In Canada, they say, hey, Bay. Anyway, uh, you, you should know that. We have a growing, growing populace, growing viewership. Yes. No. Listenership. Yes. Is that a word? Listenership. Yes. For by, our. By, by three. By th- oh, congratulations! Um, <laughs> by uh, oh, nice, John Ryan. Uh, John, yeah, John Ryan. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with John Ryan. So uh, <laughs> anyway, this is the Twelfth Man Rising podcast where we are live on recording every week. We were here on Saturday, and now our new time every week is at two thirty a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday morning uh, from our enclaves, our caves. Cave like enclaves. enclaves. And we're yeah. On caves. On caves. Of course this Yeah. Enclave is what? On caves. On caves is better. On cave. On cave. That's what uh uh Westminster Abbey is. On cave. Watch out. <laughs> Don't go askew. So uh anyway, I have no idea. Um but anywho, the uh the Seahawks played a game. And uh, they they week two yeah they played they played the game uh, week two it was a scrimmage I think for the 49ers uh, I think the, the Seattle uh, agreed to be there uh, con- contractually agreed to be there so there was a game week two a lot of people don't know that um, right now as we're recording uh, live uh, the uh, the Bills and and Titans are on so yes that should be interesting and uh, here's here's a little bit of good news. The Mariners, uh, if you, whenever you're listening to this, won today, so they've won every every day since since you uh, missed all these shows. Three years from now, if you're listening to this, uh, the Mariners have won. Uh, Mariners have won. That's great English, isn't it? But they finally they won nine to one today, uh, so they they salvaged the uh, the fourth game of the four game set with the Angels. So uh, they're you know they're still still in the playoffs. I was afraid they were gonna. Oh, they've got all these road games against all these terrible teams, and then oh, they can't win any of them. That's not great because they're in position to be make the playoffs first time since 1827. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, Tris Speaker was a rookie on the team uh, the last time, and uh, Cap Anson also. A few years ago. Yeah, I didn't. I, that's when I quit watching them when they traded for Cap Anson. Yeah. A lot of people, lot of people didn't that. like that. A lot of people didn't like that mm-hmm. trade because they gave up, you know, one of their better players to. Uh, to get them, and they ended up drafting uh, Cap Anson in the first round, ninth overall, actually, out of uh, out of Mississippi State, and um, yeah, <laughs> he turned out to be pretty good. So Charles Cross might be pretty good too. But what wasn't good is the Seahawks. I'll start using my radio voice. The Seahawks game yesterday. Whenever you're listening to this, it was yesterday. I'm sorry, you're having to replay this over and over. It's like Groundhog Day. But uh, but it was it was awful. Uh, the offense didn't score, uh, so they haven't scored in six quarters. Scored uh, 17 in the first half of week one. Didn't score in the second half. Of course, Denver only scored three in the second half. Denver, and we'll get into that in a minute. But um, yeah. yesterday was just awful. It wasn't Geno Smith's fault or Geno Locke, yeah. as I almost said. Geno Smith's fault. It was just 
man, they looked bad. They looked like everything everybody expected yesterday. They did. Hopefully they, they got out of the system. I, I will go on record. And if you have seen our lovely website, You're cutting a record, I'm cutting a record right now, cutting, cutting, cutting a record. I am the only person who was foolish enough to predict a, a Seahawks victory yesterday. So I will own that. I will own that. But it wasn't the case of Homerism or Homer Simpsonism. I really or Travis Homerism. Continue. Yeah, too bad it wasn't. Um, you know, I thought it would be a close game, and it was not a close game. This was this was this was a team failure, just like uh, the week one was a team win. This was a team loss. I mean, pretty much everybody contributed. Uh, Geno Smith was okay. Certainly wasn't great, but the loss doesn't go on his shoulders, just like you said. Tyler Lockett showed up to play. About the only person who did. The coaches didn't show up to coach. Al, Al Woods was good. That. Yeah, there's a few people who who were there, but uh, for the most part, they played like it was a contractual obligation. <laughs> like you said, it's uh, <sighs> kind of mind-numbing yeah. how, how badly they, they played. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you know what it is. It's because Pete just loves to run the football. And um, that's that's <laughs> yeah. really what it comes down to. He's he's not thinking modern football. They run the ball way too much, um, and and they you know they they try to grind out these drives by running the ball over and over and over again, and they yeah. can't pick up third downs. That's that's the issue, right? Is that they they run too much. <laughs> yeah, I actually have an article that'll be up sometime this week talking about the, you know like that's that's the men the mindset everyone thinks is like oh they always want to run the ball it's like. They don't. And right now, that's a huge issue. And it was an issue at times last season. And it's a huge issue this this season. And it's not as simple as, well, they just need to run the ball more. I mean, I get it that they need to stretch the field a little more so that they're able to run the ball more. But they have the tools to do that. I mean, Neil Smith can throw the ball. Can he? Can go it seems like they trust DJ Dallas a little bit more near the goal line than they do Gina. Yeah, that you know, uh, I can kind of see, kind of see why you might want to try a gadget play because other things aren't working. But what are the odds of that play working as opposed to Geno Smith doing something that he's done lots and lots of times? It, it just, and if it works, it's like, oh yeah, it's spectacular. But Usually that is not going to work. It's just a bad decision. I have a theory, I have a theory about that. So uh, DJ Dallas played at the University of Miami, right? right? And I think before the game, the Seahawks offensive coaching staff was watching other football games, and they're like, those guys from Miami can really throw the ball. Maybe we should use our guy from Miami to throw the ball. And then Could've he threw up. the ball. And um, – and well, and and none of it. It's not DJ Dallas should have never been put in that position to, right. to try to complete a pass, right? I mean, maybe those passes. I don't ever understand why people try to do them near the goal line anyway, because the defense is smushed in there, right? Like everybody's piled in there together. Right. Exactly. If you're gonna do it, do it like where you can throw a wildly incomplete pass instead of like if you throw it where he threw it, somebody's gonna catch it. On one of the teams, somebody's yeah. probably going to catch it. And he threw a horrible pass, as he should have, because he's a running back doing a yeah, rollout. There's, there's a reason he's a running back, not a quarterback. Uh, you know, I mean, 
and absolutely what you said is like that's not the place to try to that play try that play where you've got room to either find your player or nobody as opposed to you know the end zone where everyone is stacked up it just just didn't make sense i mean absolutely not on dj dallas he had no he had no room i mean there he i don't even see he couldn't have seen uh dk metcalf Ian Forster couldn't have seen DK Metcalf on that. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. He just threw it. He th- even if he had thrown it well, it would have maybe been, hopefully, incomplete because I certainly wasn't going to be caught. Um, but again, he shouldn't have been put in that position. And no. I mean, that that didn't, it was a, well, 13 to nothing at that point, right? I think. Was it one of, yeah, 13 to nothing. That game was so, it, it, 13 to nothing felt like 42 to nothing. Um, kind of like the Ravens felt like against the Dolphins or, Oh, we're way up. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, the, the Seahawks could have, could, uh, it would have changed moment. Do I I felt like even if they scored that touchdown, they're still going to lose the game, but it it was, you know, it was one of those things where it would have been nice to at least get some points on the offensive points on, on the board because, it just seems like they kind of gave up. I, I was well, while I was watching the play, I was kind of like, "What? What's happening here?" I was confused myself. I'm sure everybody on the field was like, except for the offensive players for Seattle, were like, "Oh, okay, that's our plan. Not great, but okay, that's what they're calling." Everybody else was probably like, "What's happening here? This is, doesn't make any sense at all." It's, it's. I guess we'll just play where we normally play in this. Oh, this guy will throw it right to me. Thanks. Thanks, didn't, DJ. Didn't make, didn't make a lot of sense. At all. Um, yeah, like running the ball 14 times didn't make a lot. We were joking about running the ball too much. They Again, they did the same thing that they did in week one. They didn't They didn't run the ball enough. They dropped back 33 times, I think. 33? Is that how many? Uh, Gino got sacked twice, right? Um, got hit nine times. But they dropped back to pass 33 times. And they were legit dropbacks. And they ran it 14 times. They weren't really getting a whole lot of yards when they were trying to run against the 49ers. But at the same time... They didn't give themselves a chance to develop any kind of run game, just like in week one. I don't, I don't exactly. understand what this offense is. It's exactly what you said. You know, it's like <laughs> he well, he ran well in the limited time he had in week one, and he had a huge gain. Okay, huge gain, twenty odd yards. That was called back because of a penalty. And it's like if you give him the opportunity, he's going to break. But you have to actually let him try. <laughs> like yeah i understand they have a good run defense just like you're not exactly testing that run defense right it's very very confusing as to pete carroll comes out and says and how many times have we heard pete carroll say this over the past few years we need to run the ball more it's like you're the head coach (laughs) Uh, what? Yeah, what's the knee-jerk reaction from everybody, to? though, when he says that? Oh, he wants to run the ball too much. It's like nobody gives him a, He's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. Yeah, but I, frankly, do we think Pete Carroll cares what other people are saying? We no, know he, he doesn't. doesn't. He doesn't. But I don't understand how there's this disconnect between him and Shane Waldron. And Pete says, we need to run the ball more. And Shane Waldron calls 33 dropbacks. And 15 runs and i understand situational i get that but you have to at some point you have to realize we're going to dictate the way this game goes. i really yep. don't understand this whole and again 
yeah, you have to stretch the field. You've got DK Metcalf and Geno Smith. He has he he's, he was compared to Jeff Garcia by someone in an article a while ago. It's like kind of makes sense that he's got a better arm than Jeff Garcia. And he's got a decent arm. Geno can throw the long ball. I I don't understand this. They don't trust him to do it. Just like last year, it it felt it yeah. feels weird, right? Because it's like last year. Okay, now we know he's the number one guy, and what do they trust him to do? I yeah. mean, it, actually, Pete Carroll said this in his uh, Brock and Salk, uh, his Monday morning yeah. post game uh, show that he has with them, the Pete Carroll Show on Seattle Sports Radio, um, said that uh, you know basically uh, they need to start just hey. Gino knows the offense. We need to start trusting him more. Well, I mean, that's great. I mean, and we should backtrack a little bit because, you know, we're fans. We're not coaches. And right. and it's easy to be – we're going to be up and down like fans do, right? After week one, n- neither of us, by the way, after week one thought, oh, you know what? We're definitely making the playoffs this year because we never thought that. But we thought, no. oh, you know, they're going to be – they could win nine games. And that was after week that's one. Right. And w- Yep, exactly. Yeah. And then and we thought, oh, they beat Denver. Now, now that we've seen Denver play in week two, too, that team is trash right now. <laughs> Denver is yeah. is and and I, no disrespect to Russell Wilson. He was horrible yesterday, but yeah. they Denver, you know, Smith want, actually had a better game than. Yeah. And he. Yeah. <laughs> Which is bizarre, but he did. Um, And and. The 49ers have a better defense than the Texans. The Denver, uh, Brock Heward said today on on the Seattle Sports Radio that this whole this whole new thing where teams don't play or quarterbacks don't play in the preseason, especially new right. to their teams, is just an arrogant. It's very <laughs> arrogant because you're thinking, oh, I, I'm so good, I can go in week one, not really having live game reps with these guys, and boom. Yeah. Well. Russell Wilson has proven he was decent because the defense, again, the Seattle defense was new last week, really. A lot of players were. He was good, but he still missed on several throws, as we talked about them last yeah. podcast. But yesterday, he was just atrocious. And again, no offense to Russell Wilson, but if Denver keeps playing this way, great, because we got their draft pick, period. Yeah. And sure. they're not making the playoffs. That team, if they don't change, no. unless they do a huge turnaround in that division, the Chiefs are going to destroy them, and so will the Chargers and the Raiders. Who knows what they're going to actually gave up yesterday? But um, yeah, yeah, they did. But see, I mean, Seattle still beat Denver, and that was a legit win. Now yeah. they again, and and we we said, oh, nine games. They they might win nine, nine games. And now after watching yesterday, and it, it'll probably be different next week when we're talking about what happened against the Falcons. But right now it looks like. Man, that, that first game they won, but they might win maybe four or five games now. Cause it, yeah. I, I still think they'll – well, I think they can win nine games, but I still I still think they will because they can't play that badly again. I think I think part of it, and a lot of people are going to cough, like Jamal Adams, what does he have to do with it? I think part of it is they're still adjusting the fact they don't have Jamal Adams. And they do. They would really well pick up players. Landon Collins. Landon Collins, as you as you mentioned on a, in an article and mentioned on the podcast last time, uh, that would be the perfect pickup. But uh, you know, so they're adjusting to that. I get that. 
they don't have Ryan Neal still out. I mean, you know, they still have players out that could make a difference on this team. Ken Walker had his first game. Actually, Ryan Neal played yesterday. Ah, okay. Just, Believe it or not. Yeah. No, actually, and, and I don't mean that to, uh, oh, Todd, didn't, but I didn't know that either. Yeah. I had to actually look up the snap counts today to be like, did Ryan Neal play? And he played four snaps, which I don't yeah. get because he was decent the last couple of years. And Josh Jones, I, I mean, I, he makes no difference out there. And yet you give all the snaps to Josh Jones and only four to Ryan Neal. It, it, and Ryan Neal played last last week in week one, which I didn't know until I looked up snap counts. I'm like, not really sure what they're thinking there. But that does seem odd. Um, I know they had said that well, he's playing better and he needs to be that you know he had a good preseason, but it's like we're in the we're in the regular season now. <laughs> and, and you see vanilla offenses and everything else in preseason. It's like you got to look at what's going on. I mean, Josh Jones played pretty well. Is that well. Murph's chair? Yeah. Murph's chair is behind you? It is hey, Murph's chair. chair. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a repeat, a recall. It's a return, whatever. It's a re-something. But it's so it's so frustrating that basically, with the exception of about three or four players, everybody just was mediocre at best. But especially the coaching, offensively, for sure. I just don't get, and I know we've already talked about it, but I just don't get this concept that it's like we need to run ball from all more. And you're, and it's if there are fans talking to the coaches, you're the coaches, you're the only people who can make this change, and you're acting like it's out of your control. We need to run the ball more. Well, do it, Jesus! <laughs> what the hell, Pete? <laughs> yes. Yeah. God. Yep. He said today that he wished he'd. Uh, he said I heard that play call come in to. For Dallas to throw the ball, and I wish I'd had that back. Well, <laughs> you had a chance. Yes. You should have done it when you did it. Yeah, I don't understand why you don't do that. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as Hackett two days later saying, well, I wish I hadn't, wish I'd had Russell throw the ball instead of kick because it wasn't one play. It wasn't really one play that cost the Broncos the game either, but that was the defining play. Whereas that one play, like you said, even if the Seahawks had not called that horrible play and called the real play, scored, they still would have lost the game. Right. But. Uh, yeah, so the Seahawks, Seahawks did score. Uh, scored a touchdown on Tariq Woolen blocking a, uh, a field goal attempt, and then uh, Mike Jackson picked it up and ran 80 yards for a touchdown. And that made the score 20-7, to which felt like 56-7. to because I watched them score and I was like, hey, they scored. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I had no, oh, this this game's going to turn around. I had never had that thought. You're still not going to refer to him as Michael Jackson, the, the no. what? Okay. No. Yeah. The prince um, wannabe. He's uh, <laughs> a prince, man in purple. He has come up with some very big time plays in two weeks now. So he's he's in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, just yeah, did have two bad right personal right personal fouls. He had two bad <clears throat> pass interference calls go yeah. against him yesterday. But Sidney Jones is that? I don't man. I have no, I'm kind of lost at some of these decisions because Sidney Jones was a starter last year. Oh, they brought him back and maybe he'll be one of the starters. Well, he's playing, but he yeah. ain't starting. I, I don't I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the plan is. And again, uh, it's not as a knee-jerk reaction, but we, I, to be honest, we both kind of felt guilt, uh, not guilty. They felt lucky that they won in week one, right? So it's like, yeah. hey, they won. It was great. And they won. They were so up for it. And then it's like, oh, they're kind of like a college or high school team because they came out kind of flat. Daryl Taylor gets run over in the run game. He sucks against the run game, period. Yeah. Um, and unless he can get pressure on the quarterback, he did have two tackles for loss, basically base, both meaningless time yesterday. And unless he can get pressure on the quarterback, he's kind of, he's kind of shouldn't be out there. And he hasn't done that either. Um, Nusu has Nusu had three quarterback hits. He, he yeah. looks good out. And yes. like you said, there's like four or five players. There's Al Woods, Nusu, um, I mean, guess Quandre Diggs did okay. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm Tyler Lockett was fantastic. Lockett. Lockett. Michael yeah. Dixon was fantastic. Well, Michael Dixon, he's kind of in, well, not kind of, he is in his own category. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, he's a punter, but other than that, is there a better punter? Not really. Yeah, not consistently so. Week in, week out, no. Um, but it's just, it was so bad overall. That's why I'm very hopeful that, okay, they got that out of their system. <laughs> now they can figure out how to, what plays to call. They can figure out what coverages to run. I, I, I honestly trust for playing the Falcons. But that's kind of a difference. Um, so, you know, should be, should be a, a much better performance. Um, I mean, because I honestly can't see them being that bad again, ever. No, I mean, until tra- they play the Chiefs, but yeah. that's different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they do still, yeah, they play the Chiefs and the Chiefs. I mean, you've got some tough games, all the NFC yeah. West teams, uh, yeah. 49ers one more time. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it's, it's the Falcons are not, I mean, they, they came back, the cl- score was closer than it really was at the end, yeah. but they, they still didn't give up a lot of yards to the Rams. This offense, offense yeah. for the Seahawks is so limited right now. That it's like, I've, I can't it, see them scoring more be. than 14. What's that? And, and it shouldn't be. It's like, like I right. said, they yeah. have to trust Gino to do what he can do. They have to trust. I mean, even yeah, let, it, let him make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. And you can't expect efficiency and perfection at the same time. Because in the NFL, because that's not going to win games. That's going to make you score 17 points, and you're going to lose a bunch of games. Hopefully they were watching a a game in Miami because the coach there has been quoted as saying, he said, F it, except he didn't say F, and they just went for it all the time. Because what's the difference? You're down by 21 points. Exactly. Go for it. And miracle of miracles, they won. You know, Tua was – down here in South Florida, there Tua is a very, very divisive player. Some people love him. Some people say, why the hell do we still have this guy? Very much like Geno Smith, except Tua's had the job all along. And yes, on the two bombs, both of the bombs he threw to the cheetah, um, <laughs> he underthrew them both times. But it didn't matter because he had five yards on any defender, and he underthrew them by about like, a foot or two. Right. You know, he had to turn his body a little bit. He didn't actually have to. Well, he did have to slow. He he took a shorter stride on one of the catches to make the catch. 
And the other one, he just had to turn his body a little bit. So they weren't egregious misses, but they weren't perfect. They didn't have to be. And Seattle has to understand this, like exactly what you said. You can't be efficient and take those high-risk passes. It didn't even work with Russell Wilson that way, as we know. I mean, he was very efficient, and he was, you know, the new Daryl Lamont, kind of the mad bomb, because he throws a great deep ball. But he would make mistakes at times. Even, I'm not talking about just the last two years. I mean, Did you say Daryl LaMonica? Is that what you said? LaMonica. Daryl LaMonica, the mad bomber. So it's. He's no blame, <laughs> They just have to trust Gino to make those plays. They have to trust Rashad Penny to break one loose. I mean, you know, 12 carries one week. Four, you know, it's like, dude, this guy. <laughs> I. I if he's going to get injured, he's going to get injured. If that's the reason they're not running the ball, that's incredibly stupid because they have DJ Dallas, they have Travis Homer. So it can't be, well, they're just protecting him from a possible injury. In the first place, you can't do that. He can get injured on the first Right? He pulled his hamstring on the first play of the game before and missed another week. It's like, if he's going to get injured, he's going to get injured. Yeah. Like you can't protect them by giving them fewer carries. You've got to be able to let the guy do his job. Is it is it true though that um, this the offense is designed for Gino to go long to his wide receiver number three on every play, and he's just <laughs> like there's I there's nobody out there. I mean that's it's embarrassing how how lack of depth there is behind Lockett and Metcalf. Metcalf is a possession receiver because. They need somebody out there. <laughs> Lockett basically is too, but I mean, it's easier for defenses to play against the Seahawks right now because they're not yeah. going long to to Metcalf or Lockett, so you can play close to the vest and play close to the line, which is why yesterday the Titans Fant and Disley had four catches for a total of 11 yards. Disley had two catches for zero yards because it's like, oh, I guess I'll throw it out in the flat. Oh, I'll immediately get tackled because everybody's playing up and close to the line. But it would be nice if they had some other receiver option who's like, hey, maybe this guy can get open instead of double-teaming Lockett and Metcalf because there's nobody else to be scared of. I mean, the yesterday Eskridge had one catch for six yards. Right. That was it for the other receivers besides Lockett and Metcalf. And it was basically the same way. And I can't see that getting any better because they don't have any talent. I just don't. Even even the fact that if really literally all you really have that wide receiver is Metcalf and Lockett, you have three tight ends that you know can catch the ball. You have receivers; they're just not using them. Even throwing away every other potential third third. Yep. For whatever reason, they're just not, and I, I, it has to come down to just a matter of trust. They're not trusting yeah. Gino. They just want him to be a game manager, which is great because he can certainly do that. But you've got to stretch the field occasionally so they don't, just like you said, they just stack the line because they know they're not going to throw deep. But why bother? All you have to do is sit two yards back in the line of scrimmage. They're not going any further than that. That's right. Yeah. How do you help your running game that you're not using anyway? Exactly. I don't know. Maybe stretch the defense a little bit. Uh, which is, and it's such an obvious fix. It's it's not that they can't coach it. It's a, it's, it's philosophy. 
It's right. strictly philosophy. All they have to do is say, okay, we can go four and what is it now? Twelve, four and thirteen. Yeah, four and thirteen. This stupid seventeen games. <laughs> we can go four and thirteen by just being careful and trying not to lose, or we can try to win. Maybe we'll win nine. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Pete Carroll. I wrote an article about it. Pete Carroll, for some reason, before the season started, told them is like, you know, possible you can go undefeated. It's like, don't <laughs> jinx the damn team because the ghost. <laughs> 72 Dolphins rose up and smote you down. That's what happened. I, after tonight, there may be five undefeated teams in the NFL in two weeks. There might yeah. only be four. That's crazy. Should, let me rephrase that. There will definitely be no more than five undefeated teams because two of them are going to play each other tonight. And if the Bills lose, which they could, there's only going to be four in two weeks. It's like, that's fairy, man. It's like, yeah. don't crap about is it. like oh he can go undefeated it's like come on <laughs> that's not that's not, I love the fact that Pete is a raw rod kind of coach and, but that is pushing the boundaries yeah Dude, it, it is yeah is, it's a little crazy talk about um, it's like hey you guys could make the playoffs that's crazy enough for, <laughs> for this team it's like don't talk about going undefeated when no one has done it for 50 years are you kidding me right yeah, not until the Super Bowl, anyway. But uh, I haven't won the Patriots that one year. But right. I, it was funny because, you know, Trey Lance got hurt. And that's not funny that Trey Lance got hurt. But the funny thing is, when Jimmy G ent- entered the game, I thought, well, there goes any chance the Seahawks have of winning. He's just a better quarterback than Trey Lance is at this point. This so, which, is, yeah. which is why, you know, if I can say anything negative about the 49ers who just dominated the game yesterday, yeah. that's the thing. If the if the teams were switched, for instance, and the Seahawks had the 49ers roster and yada, 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 I would be more upset that Jimmy G wasn't playing because they still have a legitimate, I can't speak English, legitimate shot of making the playoffs and making a deep run in the playoffs. And they can only do that with Jimmy G. They're not going to do it with Trey Lance because he's not ready yet. And I'm not sure what even they're trying to do with Trey Lance. looks like they're trying to make him into like Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's a skill set. They know better than I do, but there's Lamar Jackson's kind of a unique uh, yeah. talent. Um, but w- when Lance was in there, it was like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe they'll kick some field goals. When Jimmy G came into the game, he started off hot and then actually threw a bunch of incompletions. They, the defense got a little bit better at the end of the game, but Garoppolo was just in full control of that offense, and he added a passing element that they wouldn't have had with Lance. So I was just like, okay, well, there we go. And, and, and I didn't have any sour grapes, sour grapes that he didn't end up with the Seahawks because that was never a possibility anyway. But I'd still rather have Jimmy right. G than what we have, as we've talked about. If if we've had him from the beginning, then yeah, I agree. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad we didn't get him just because of the situation that would have been for a contract. But just player for player, yeah, I'd be fine with him. But he didn't exactly set. Seahawks on fire yesterday either. He he played well for Jimmy G. Usually he sucks against the Seahawks. But he's not why they won the game. At all. He's not he's not why they won the game, but he could be the reason uh, compared to Trey Lance that they make uh, oh, yeah. a lot further run than they he, would. He made it and he made the game easier for them than Trey Lance would have. I Which agree. is uh, yeah. And, right. and that's exactly what Seattle is asking Geno Smith 
is make the game easier for us. But they're not making right. it easy for Geno Smith. Now, they're not, some, exactly. They're not letting him make it easier for them. That's the problem. And but exactly. the problem is if this if we go into the Falcons game and they don't score more than ten points, at some point you gotta think about Drew yeah. Locke just because you're not scoring. G- Geno Smith is not the he's not playing badly, but the offense is not scoring any points. So you gotta do they, something. If they score ten points against the Falcons, even if they win, obviously you have to do something with the offense. But is the answer for them Drew Locke or is the answer to no, it's Jacob Eason, as we always say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is it to act as if you have a big-armed quarterback in there? Because if they put in Drew Locke, you know they're going to call him more deep passes because, oh, he's got a great arm. They believe that. That's why they got him, right? It's like, just pretend, just pretend for a moment that Geno Smith can throw the ball further than 20 yards in the air <laughs> and let him throw those passes, and you might be surprised. Oh, my God. That's a completion. I just don't get it. They don't have to change quarterbacks. They just have to change their system. I agree. It just doesn't seem like they're willing to do that with Geno based on last year. Right. Which is so stupid because they could have trusted him last year, too. It's got to be so frustrating for him. And Rashad Penny. Oh, yeah. I I was great the end of last season. Oh, you bring me back and and you give me nothing. Right. Rashad Penny more yards per carry than any other back in the NFL last year. And they're giving him crumbs, basically. Yeah. He's, he's getting as many carries as if Chris Carson was still on the team. Yeah. It's like they forgot. It was like, oh, we penciled him in for 12, 14 carries a game because Chris is going to get the ball 16, 18 times. So this is your workload. It's like, God, look at your roster. <laughs> it's like, this is guy, he's your number one now. Treat him like your number one back. So, so. Yeah, and I just I, they I don't have the best weapons in the world, but the good weapons they have, they're not using them. Yeah, and that's insane. Like you, like you said, DK is like they're using him as a possession receiver. It's like, have you looked at this guy? <laughs> what? God, what do you, dude? Pete, you love that play. When he runs down Buda Baker, watch that play again. Notice how fast he is. Do something. <laughs> we just talked about in the other podcast. Is like Pete was going on and on about all the speed he's got in this team, and he loves it. It's like, use it. Right. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Metcalf so has tough. 11 catches this year, and he has 71 yards. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that's basically the average that – Eskridge has. And all they ever do with Eskridge is throw yeah. him in the flat. Like, they don't think he's a wide receiver either, apparently. Yeah, I mean, well, he hasn't know. proven that he can do anything. No, he hasn't. But, I mean, they're using Metcalf the same exact way. He's like, come on. I... Seahawks had 216 total yards, and Lockett had 107 of them. Yep. Actually, and they had 160. Now, I thought the officiating was a. I mean, when you have one team getting ten penalties and another one getting one, yeah, something's that's wrong. weird. But um, and there were some iffy calls that went against Seattle, like eh, was it really, or you know, oh that sure looked like pass interference. I mean, they did have the one pass interference called against them on DK, but there were a couple other ones where it was like mm, looks like pass interference. They just maybe the game was so out of, but they kept calling 
It just seemed like every time the 49ers needed, weren't able to pick up a first down on third down, they, the Seahawks got a flag. And again, I don't want to blame the officiating because Seattle played so poorly. It, if they'd had one penalty, they would have lost the game, but still. Yeah, true. They would have. That's the sad thing. If you reverse the penalties, Seattle still would have lost the game. It would have been a hell of a lot closer, but they still would have lost the game, and they would have deserved to lose the game. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I mean, they got outplayed when you look at the score sheet by the Broncos, too. And the Broncos rolled up, what, 443 yards offense? But in the only column that counts, that's what stood up. That's not the fuck. Nope, you're breaking up a little bit, but yeah, you're, no. I, I, you're right. Yeah. But, uh, I guess we'll, we'll end with just talking about a, a couple other games instead of the sadness that is, uh, that was the Seahawks in week two. And Mariners are still playoff bound if the season were to end right now. So that'd be the first time again since uh, the trade for Cap Anson in 1827. Indeed. But um, yeah, that was, uh, of course, the Dolphins came back uh, 28 points. Is that what it was? 28 points in the fourth? Yeah, they scored 28 points. In the fourth 28 they were, down, yeah. they were down by 21 and scored 28 in the fourth quarter in a game in which they weren't really doing much offensively. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, that's like it's amazing what can happen if you throw the ball deep. That's right. When it's amazing what happens when your uh, quarterback of Appalachian State comes in and says, "Oh, we can." So, uh, <laughs> yeah. did you watch the? Uh, speaking of Appalachian State, did you watch the? Uh, have you watched the highlight of the announcers for Appalachian State call? You know, I don't know if you know what they beat Troy in that. And yeah, Hel- yeah. Helmer. Helmer, uh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the? You should watch the clip where the Appalachian State announcers are doing it <laughs> because I've, I've heard they went kind of bonkers. Yeah, which was awesome. But it's so it's so visceral that it's like if I was listening to the game on the radio, I would have to assume they scored a touchdown because otherwise anything <laughs> could happen because it's like they're That's not awesome. speaking. They're just basically screaming. And That's and funny. I would have thought, oh well, anything could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's fun to watch because it's you know that's what sports is, right? Emotion right. and it's, it, I mean it's still fun, but it's it's just like wow, that's a reaction. Even the TV people, but um, it was just kind of a crazy play anyway. But because uh, they threw it short and then they ended up getting tipped, and that guy did a a run around basically to score the touchdown. Anywho. Um, but, uh, the Rams, uh, you know, they lost or they, sorry, they won by four, but the game was a little bit closer. The Falcons scored 17 in the fourth, So the game was closer, but the jets came back and beat the, the Browns. Um, somebody else, right. Somebody else had a comeback. Oh, the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals over the Raiders. Yeah. And they were way down. Uh, they were down halftime. They were down 20 to nothing to the Raiders. Of course, I'm hoping the Raiders win because I want the Cardinals to lose. But yeah. it's just uh, anything, yeah. can, especially early in the season, literally anything can happen. But now if if looking ahead to the, I know the, the Dolphins are 2-0, but looking ahead to the Broncos, who, again, we hope lose every game the rest of the way so 
because the Seattle has their draft pick. They play the 49ers this coming week. And then they play the Raiders, and then they play the Colts, which I think may still be an NFL team. I'm not sure. Um, you think the Seahawks offense has issues. <laughs> um, and then they play at the Chargers, the Jets, the Jaguars, who actually didn't look too bad yesterday, the Titans, yeah. Raiders, Panthers, Ravens, Chiefs, Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers is how they end the season. Ravens are soft. Um <laughs> which is incredible because the Ravens were just, they were lights out. It was like, uh, I'm watching, I was watching that game because that's the game that was on here. And, and I kept watching because, well, you never know. I was like, oh, okay, well, they, they got within 14. I was like, maybe they'll make a game of it. And then they just, oh, let's do that again. Let's do that again. I was like, what the hell? All of a sudden, <laughs> the Ravens forgot that Tyreek Hill is on the Dolphins roster and it's like, oh, let's let, let that guy run. He's short. He can't do anything. I don't know what they were doing. I think they were saying, oh, don't worry about it. He plays with the Chiefs. We don't even have to. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I don't know what was going on with that. But that's what's frustrating going back to the Seahawks because Geno Smith can certainly throw the ball as well as Tua. Certainly throw the ball as well as Tua. I'm not saying Tua's bad. He's, he's pretty good. So is Geno Smith. He is. Like, people want to knock him all the time. Like, we know he can throw the ball. Yeah. And Tyreek Hill is great. I'm sure DK Metcalf is pretty damn good, too. And so is Tyler Lockett. We've got two awesome wide receivers. Yeah, Waddle and Hill are like Metcalf and Lockett. Very much so. Except Metcalf is like the 60-pound bigger version of Hill and (laughs) just as fast. You know, it's just, it's so frustrating. So we have that same core talent. There's no reason we can't do that. And we're not. It's like, hopefully, you know, they'll take a page from that and just realize it's like, you just want to play it safe and eke out loss after loss in an occasional win. Or do you want to go for it? And yeah, you might get blown up sometimes, but you might also surprise some people. And it's going to be a hell of a lot more painful. A hell of a and then that, so hopefully they go for it. Play, but I mean, occasionally would be nice. Other yep. than you know, telling DJ Dallas, oh by the way, yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> and we like DJ again. It wasn't DJ's fault. Yeah, he, it has nothing. He did what he was supposed yeah. to do. Exactly, it's a terrible play call. Like if he could throw the ball, he would have been a quarterback. That's right. Last time he threw a pass was fifth grade. I mean, it kind of looked that way. I'm sure it wasn't, but... To Cap Anson. That's great. right, Cap. Hey, Cap. Oh, I don't catch passes from people like you. We know what Cap's meaning. We so, um... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I was I was, I was, was going to make a joke about, oh, I think Miami looks like they've threw to other, other people, and they must know how to play with three receivers, but literally, they're throwing to Hill and Waddle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's, that even feeds more into Seattle. It's like, hey, if you're going to target Lockett and Metcalf, at least do something Stop with them. them. Yeah. I mean, it's between the two of them, I think they had 360 yards receiving and four touchdowns. I know they had four touchdowns. So I think yeah, 361, 22 receptions yeah. on 32 targets. Yeah. So, you know, pretty sure Gino can do the same thing. I don't mean week after week he's going to have those results, but throw the ball to those guys. Let them go deep. Because we know both of them can get open. 
Yeah, I like how those, these stats these stats are weird. Anyway, um, the Dolphins literally had zero quarterback hits and zero sacks and two tackles. No, four tackles for loss. And two passes defended, and Baltimore had two quarterback hits. I mean, it's like just don't hit the quarterback. That's the rule of that game, I guess. But make it made it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I uh, any for Baltimore fans, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think they were a little perturbed, just like Browns fans. And I, yeah, there were a lot of irritated fans yesterday. Well, I guess there were. How many games did they play yesterday? And Broncos fans booed and then chanted down. Did you did you hear them chant down the uh, time clock, the play clock? I missed that. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. They did that a couple of times where they were literally four, three. <laughs> yeah, because they uh, Russell yeah. did the same thing he did last week. I mean, they had several um, delay game penalties. Just doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, have you have you run an offense before? Seems rather odd. Probably would have helped, as you said, if he had taken a snap in preseason. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they'll Seems be better because like- Russell Wilson is still a great quarterback. But the last six games on that schedule, oof. That's rough. Yeah. But just I mean, they'll, they'll beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals can never win in the second half of seasons. But True. The justification I've heard from one of the coaches, and it wasn't Shanahan, but from one of the coaches, and I don't think it was either Hackett either, but was that, well, you know, we, we want to limit the injuries as much as possible. It's like you went from four preseason games to three. It's only one extra. It's like it doesn't make any sense. It's like to not have them in at all. <laughs> so, whatever. Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett. <laughs> oh wait, I, I, I think Russell. you. I think you mean Broncos coach uh, Nathaniel can't hack it. I think that's what you mean. <laughs> that's pretty cruel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well. I just want their draft pick. I don't care what happens after this year. So. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, that's our show. Hopefully next week when we're back at 2.30 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday morning, it'll be happier sounding like this. Why are you the worst?